The country is in a global pandemic, and there are questions on whether this ACC football season should even be played. On a moment's notice, everything can change. But as long as there is a season, we will be talking pit. We look at the first week of training camp and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. The one hell of a game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hell to pit. Hell to pit! This is the week... Of August 15th, 2020. And this is the Hell to Pit podcast. I am University of Pittsburgh graduate, Alan. I am University of Pittsburgh graduate, Vince. And I am University of Pittsburgh graduate, Pam. We're back for now. 2020 football season. College football been turned inside out. Craziness talking about we want to play. They shouldn't play. We're stopping playing. We're not going to play. We're moving to the spring. No one knows what's going. Knows. No one knows what's up. No one knows what's down. We're here. No one knows what the future holds, but we're still here. Thank God we're still here. Not quite sure if football should be played, but if Pitt's playing, we're talking about it, and they might just do that. And there's tons of news to get to. On this edition of Hashtag H2P Show, and we are on Twitter, at H2P Show on Twitter, Hail2PitPodcast at gmail.com if you want to email us, give us your thoughts. Do you want them to play? That's hail the number 2 pitpodcast at gmail.com. We appreciate the feedback anywhere we're commenting, Twitter, Panther Lair, wherever you see us. And of course, this is a production of Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com if you'd like to start your own podcast while you're sitting home in quarantine, not seeing anybody, and forgetting what socializing is. You could do that through a podcast. It's a great thing. That's what we're doing right now, Pam. Absolutely. We love our friends at Pretty Easy Podcast. It's a perfect social distancing activity. Very much so. But football, I'm not so sure, Pam. That's the big question. The ACC at least put some kind of plan together to make up for the fact that, like our nation, the NCAA is fractured in its thinking. Everybody has a different thought process when it comes to how to approach this pandemic. The ACC is on right now as we talk about the Pitt Panthers on the side of we're going to play and we have 10 conference games scheduled with one non-conference game. That's what we're going to do. There will be no divisions. They have the format, at least, which is the first step, but not the most important step. The most important step is how the hell are you going to protect kids from getting sick? Yeah, I think we leave those discussions up to the medical experts. I, I, It's a whole new world out there, and it's... I, I applaud, I don't say this very often, but I applaud the Big Ten and also the Pac-12 and doing the right thing. Um, and I Well, gotta, clarify, everyone, every, everyone in the Big Ten except Penn State will applaud. 
Right. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and and it should also be pointed out that you know even though the Big Ten is canceling or at least postponing their their season, there are some of those Big Ten schools that still want to play. Yeah, and want to play Frost. badly and, and yeah. are and are uh, investigating other avenues. Yes, uh, there's, there's a lot of wild wild men in Nebraska that are that all are, the Scott Frost jokes about. Oh, you can go five and seven in the the American conference, Scott Frost, you know, there's, there's some good Scott Frost jokes out there on the internet. If you want to read that, uh, Scott Frost is just speeding up his firing, you know, all that. There, there, are, uh, I mean, I think James Franklin's come also kind of come out too, that he wants to make uh play. What if they go rogue and just like start a new bit, a new off brand big 10 and play each other without consent of, of the commissioner or anybody in charge. Who knows what's going to happen with them? At least the ACC is kind of on the same page in that regard until they aren't. For now. <laughs> they, yeah. But then also you got to include Notre Dame is also in that group. And I think it was earlier today I was flipping through the TV and I saw uh, their jerk-off coach talking about how he wants to play and they're so prepared to play and 99% of their tests are negative and they're going to be fine. Um, but who the hell knows? And then you got Miami, Ohio scheduled Vince that that's not happening. Nope. It, it is not. Uh, Miami, Ohio was going to be the one non-conference game that the Panthers were going to have. And then the Mac uh, is, is postponing their season. So it, Pitt, is I guess going to be looking for another opponent for that week one game. Uh, This was kind of a, I couldn't, I couldn't quite understand why the ACC decided to have this one non-conference game because they had to have known that the SEC wasn't going to have a non-conference game. I could see if they wanted to preserve those conference versus conference rivalries, but they didn't know later. The SEC made the decision and from what I heard, the SEC was a little PO'd that the ACC kind of scrapped a bunch of com- non-conference games. So the SEC what? said, we're going to stick it to you. What? There's no way. I'm going to tell you right now, regardless of what happens this season, there's no way they can have non-conference play just for the lack of teams. Well, that's, I, I just don't understand why that I, – I guess it's just a, a reflection of what's going on in the college football world and in the country. People aren't talking to each other and coming up with one plan there. And now that, that leaves Pitt looking for uh, looking for another uh, non-conference opponent. Who knows what will go on with that game. I say bring on Brian Kelly and Notre Dame twice. We want them both times. We want tw- <laughs> twice in one year. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but you, you've got a bunch of changes to the Pitt schedule that – you know, I mean, if if they all happen, it's uh, it's a big shuffling of the deck, and it's uh, you know, quite the schedule now. I think uh, it just sucks. No fans could go to some of these games, um, most likely. Uh, but here we go. We got some changes to talk about. Uh, as the ACC, as of this moment, where we said week of August fifteenth, the show's being recorded though, live on tape on August twelfth. So as of now, full disclosure, Pam, the ACC is playing. Who knows what happens? But the latest statement from the league is the ACC will continue to make decisions based on medical advice inclusive of our medical advisory uh, group, local and state health guidelines, and do so in a way that appropriately coincides with our university's academic missions. 
Yeah, so that that's just the whole bunch of mumbo. You know who also said the same thing, uh, Pam, was uh, Michael Jackson's doctors said that as he was touring, and they were pumping him full of drugs. So I don't know what the hell that statement means. I like what the Big 12 commissioner said, though. Bob Bowlesby, you sent me this quote right before we started recording, uh, who said, uh, you know, that if we get to the place where our doctors and scientists say, you know what, you guys got two wheels off the track, we're headed for a train wreck, we'll pivot that day. That's clearer language that we can all get behind. Bob Bowlesby speaking a little bit of truth, even though the Big 12 is kind of ready to get on that train, that get into that train wreck, it appears. At least he's being honest and preparing people if the train falls off the track. But once again, with a lot of things, we don't know what the train off the track looks like. We've seen it in baseball. We all thought a week or two, two weeks ago, baseball was going to get canceled when the Marlins yeah. had an outbreak and then the Cardinals had an outbreak and they're just like, we're going to make up the schedule on the fly. Maybe these teams have to pivot the schedules on the fly. We don't know. I, An I advantage know what the tra- MLB has over college football. I mean, that's just, they're able to pivot. Right. They're able to be fluid with this. This is a, and then you're, then these are also players with rights. We're talking about a league where players have no rights as well. We have to throw that in there. And then compound the fact that a lot of these schools that are fighting to play are because their school relies so heavily, heavily on football. The thing about Pitt is, Vince, I mean, p- football makes some money, but that's not the end-all, be-all at our university. Others it is, and it's... I think through this pandemic showing that that's not sustainable if you're certain universities in the country, thank God uh, Pitt is a place that's going to be able to get along and do things without, you know, if football misses a season. I just feel it's crazy that the fight is so hard for this, and that's only because there's so much money behind it. A school like Pitt, if it wasn't in the ACC, would would not be fighting tooth and nail like this. I don't. I mean, they do get a lot of money from from being in the ACC and being being on television. But of course, uh, uh, the, the one thing I will say that there's, I guess, somewhat of an advantage to, for for well, not really an advantage, but maybe in a little bit better spot is that some of these other schools is that you know the city of Pittsburgh economy does not revolve around you know that seven or well. eight home games per year uh, as you know other you know. Uh, schools other towns out there that you know that there's not really anything going on i'm not even sure the the north shore economy days i'm not even sure the north shore economy revolves around them quite frankly no it does not (laughs) uh they 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 probably resolve more around the other football teams but uh you know it's it's a tough situation it's not a good situation um but you know as of right now you know they're you're they're playing and you got to think also you know if there wasn't so much money at stake they probably wouldn't be playing let me ask you guys a question with the new format and the schedule we talked about Notre Dame's now in the ACC no divisions yeah so no more coastal division champion possibilities do you think this is a good format for the ACC this year and also moving forward uh move no well, conferences yeah, moving forward, it's intriguing because we've seen how the coastal is just you know insane insanity, and then you get you get to Clemson and you get knocked down. Maybe if there was more more going going through the ringer, it would be tougher on teams like them. I don't I don't know. I like the idea of divisions. 
I like the idea. The thing I like about the pandemic is it's forcing everybody to be regionalized. Like it's 1940s college football, which is kind of fun, <laughs> which is kind of. But I, I dig it for sure for, you know, pandemic football. I'm all for making up these asterisk seasons uh, formats. This is totally fine. I would not be in support of it uh, for, you know, a regular I, I, I normal uh, you know, I, college I football season. I can. And I think it works really well for right now because you could play almost everybody. If you're in a regular season when you're only playing eight conference games, you kind of have to go to a divisional format because the schedules would be way too unbalanced in order to pick your your top two. Well, what if they went to more conference games, nine or ten? Doesn't the don't uh, some other conferences? Yeah, there's a lot of talk about that. I, I mean. Do we really need to see Youngstown, well, Miami, Ohio? I, I agree with you on that part, but I, I still I still like having you know several non conference games a year to keep keep things fresh, new new opponents, which I do like. You could really squeeze out those schools though if you if you limited the amount of num the amount of uh, non conference. I mean, then and if all the Power Fives did that, and then they would That's only face each other. You know, in the non-conference games, that would screw over smaller schools, but it'd be you yeah, know. it would. But for this for this season, it's going to be. We'll see how I I would have to see how it plays out if this whole thing gets played. But I feel like you'd also be you, you would you would end up essentially with similar schedules anyway because these teams are all going to want to play the same teams that they always play. You can't. There are a lot of these games you can't keep off a schedule, or fans will be pissed and. It's just, you know, you have to have those. Pitt has to, I feel like Pitt has to play uh, Miami every year. I don't, I don't want to see a year where they're not on the schedule, do you? But that could happen if you switch the format. Well, no and even looking at the schedule this year, I always enjoy, I mean, not as much recently, but his, the past few years, the Pitt-Duke 50-point shootout games <laughs> are always fun. And now we don't get that. Or, or the annual North Carolina's referee screw job game which yeah. is not going to be uh taking place this year yeah i thank god for that yeah we we, we thursday we, night game <laughs> we got we got all these changes and none of these games have dates do they yes they do they that all we, have dates every, every single one of them so we have dates now as well in in the yeah so the marshall's on the 12th correct marshall's not we're not playing marshall well i know um was on the 12th Marshall was supposed to be on the 12th. That's yes. correct. So now, Miami of Ohio was supposed to be the 5th. So, but now we open on, we're not sure what's going to happen with that non-conference we week, but we open against Syracuse on the 19th. Yes. We have and, a date. And the and then we'll run through the schedule here. The Duke game after, well, the Syracuse game was originally a Richmond game. That's game number one. Then uh, the Duke game that is now the Louisville game. The road game at Miami is now the NC State game. The bye week is now on the road at Boston College. And then the Notre Dame game that Vince and Pam were going to miss is now on the road at Miami. And uh, they'll still probably miss that game. No going to Miami. I might be able to make it to go sit in the parking lot. Maybe they'll let me do that for that game. The Georgia Tech game is now the Notre Dame game. And the road game at Florida State's now a bye. Florida State shifts a week. That was the Virginia Tech game. And the final game of the year is not North Carolina. As Vince said, it is now on the road at Georgia Tech. 
the new schedule. Totally and, different schedule. Yeah. And, and there's, there's two more there's games. There's two more games. <laughs> I know they're the toughest opponents, and we probably want to forget about them. Uh, we have Virginia Tech and at Clemson. The final game, excuse me, I was saying of the of the changes. Those games, well, the Virginia oh, game, okay. Tech oh, okay. game. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Virginia Tech game move, and then the Clemson game, and all of a sudden Clemson's on the schedule, and here we go. The ACC is, uh, they're ready. They put the, they put a lot of thought into that. I would, I, I wonder how pissed they're going to be when they say, we did all that work rescheduling for nothing, because they're going to end up, postponing you know i'm super worried about a postponement though because spring football is still alive after earlier this month too vince and that could be affected by college football moving to the spring everything's shifting over but if it's for the sake of health and wellness i'm all for it yeah yeah a lot, a lot of changes here um and you know we'll we'll see how it shakes out but you know as of right now you know, if this is what Pitt has to go up against, I think it's much more difficult than what they were going to uh, the past, uh, just several months ago. And and that's a thing that, you know, we looked at this year that Pitt was going to not only projected to have a very good team, but a relatively manageable schedule. And I think it's gotten considerably harder here, uh, especially with, with uh, a trip to Death Valley not now on the schedule. It just going to make it that much tougher. In order to get to that ACC and, title game, and it's going to be back-to-back games against Clemson too, most likely yes. in the yeah. ACC yeah. championship game coming uh, two weeks after the Clemson yeah. game. Yeah, and if you look at and Pitt's got a lot of long road trips here, you know, at Miami, at Florida State, at Virginia, at, at Georgia Tech, at Clemson, really only one bye week during the season. Pitt, the only ACC team in in that uh, uh, position because of math. And they were the one that was chosen, unfortunately. So that, Short end. that's, yeah, so that's not, not good. Um, but that's what they're up against. And that's what they're, that's what they're going to have to deal with in order to make it to that, that ACC title game. Uh, you know, the schedules, a lot of unbalance. You look at Duke and North Carolina, you know, they don't have to play Notre Dame and Clemson uh, on the same schedule. I don't think uh, North Carolina doesn't have to do that either. Uh, so you know, it's it's going to be difficult, but you know if this Panther team's as as good as we think they are, uh, they sh- they should be up to the challenge. Yeah, we do add Boston College, correct? Yeah. So that's like I, in my mind, that's kind of like replacing Virginia, like a similar. Yeah, I'd say that's opponent. similar, but so but that, there ain't no replacement for Clemson. That, that's no, why. and NC State um, is oh isn't the best either. And maybe that's replacing. But that like Louisville, Louisville and North Louisville squad, uh, with, with your coach Scott I, Satterfield. I love the Louisville. That, that's team. that's going to be a tough game that they're going to have to play real uh, early in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to have to really really get on things. Yeah, they early. play hard, Louisville. That's a tough tough. But then you get rid of North Carolina, and then you get like you said, screwed with adding Clemson there. So, and then you also have to throw in looking at personnel if games actually do get played. Uh, which of these ACC teams have had uh, a bigger opt-out than Jalen Twyman? I mean, that he's declared for the draft and was, you know, on all the preseason awards watch lists, was going to destroy everybody in this conference, but instead is going to take the time 
to stay safe at home with family and get ready for his NFL career, trying to be the next Aaron Donald. I don't, has anyone in the in the conference lost anyone as important as Jalen yeah. Twyman? Yeah, I, important? yeah, I'd make Caleb Farley of Virginia Tech, the defensive back. He's he's very good. Yeah. He's he's. I'd say that's a on par loss for a, that Virginia Tech defense. Yeah, uh, uh, a projected first round pick, yep. as is Gregory Rousseau, uh, defensive lineman from Miami. Uh, so Pitt isn't the only one uh, that that's lost um, a, a big time player. Man, J- Jalen Twyman is so good and, and so important to what Pitt did best last year, which was get after the quarterback. Uh, it's going to be tough to, to replace this kid. No Not to mention that. Keyshawn Camp coming back. Imagine that, you know, what we were hoping for last year was supposed to happen this year. Uh, yeah, that's a big, big, big loss. But nobody could fault Jalen Twyman, who has huge dollar signs in his future and with the uncertainty of of the rest of his college career, why why take the chance? I definitely would have made the same exact decision if I was him. Yeah. Uh, Twyman said he's going to be return home to do, be with his family. That this is not about COVID nineteen. This is about my family's needs and now and in the future. So you know we got to respect his decision. Uh, he's doing what's best for him and his family. We got to applaud that. But, uh, I, I got to say, with that decision, you know what I'm really glad is that uh, Devin Danielson last year got so many reps uh, that yeah. I didn't really see coming. But those are going to, I think, prove to be valuable for the depth of the D-line. That's what we got to talk about right now. Who's going to replace this kid, uh, uh, Jalen Twyman? Who's going to replace him? You, you mentioned down the, the TJ Dragon, Devin Danielson. Uh, we talked about Keyshawn Camp coming back from an injury. Hopefully he's back healthy. But then you also got... Uh, David Green, a redshirt soft, sophomore, can't see a redshirt freshman. Bentley, a redshirt sophomore. You know, I so I'd say you know outside of camp, you got you know four guys there that are you know have had action in games, but are relatively unproven. They haven't shown that they could do it over a course of an entire season. And I think that they're in the position right now where they need at least two of these guys to be. Uh, to really step up and be big-time players if they're going to approach the level that they did last year. Well, the exciting thing is that uh, Pitt D linemen are, as of late, have been really stepping up when given the opportunities. There's usually a guy each season who really improves and you know shows up big. Let's see if someone could take that kind of Jalen Twyman leap. I that's going to be a big one. Keyshawn Camp coming back though, I'm super pumped for that. Uh, he no longer has to worry about going to uh, Pitt Arts shows, which I saw him at a lot of the theater productions on campus. I think we had a lot of those similar classes a couple semesters ago. But he is going to be on the football field now, which would be good to see. And, you know, it's going to be a, a, a still a great team, I think. I'm very optimistic uh, for the Pitt Panthers. It's going to suck that it's not a, you know, a full-fledged, a regular old college football season to see where they stack up nationally, but seeing where they stack up in the ACC, arguably the best conference in America, Pam, it's still going to be uh, uh, exciting if they could pull it off, which I'm going to right now go out and say I just don't think it can happen. As good as uh, excited, uh, exciting as this team is, as good as I think they will be, if I'm a decision maker, I wouldn't put them out there. I don't know how in football – 
and especially college football, you can manage this. Oakland seeing move-in week this week, already kind of turning into a disaster. Students are complaining on social media about, you know, uh, unmitigated disasters of big big nights of partying and people getting together and who knows what the numbers will look like in a couple weeks whenever everybody's uh you know tested and whatnot but but football uh coming back geez oh man these these players maybe if they got paid that i would have a different tune pam but they do not this is a, a sticky situation uh but we uh we do have we do have a a, a big a big uh, training camp, uh, a big meaty section of training camp notes here to get to because they are practicing currently. They are playing. And apparently they have tight ends on this team, and they just got another one, Vince. You get, yeah. Wait, time out, though. You got only 30 seconds. Pam said 30 seconds to talk about Pitt's new tight end. Well, he's not going to be lining up for the Panthers of this course. year. Uh, but uh yeah there has a couple recruiting notes that, that we'll we'll go over uh tight end jake renda uh this kid uh six five 220 pounds originally from new jersey uh but he he's been uh he transferred down to img academy in florida you know we like those guys from img uh this kid was originally committed to michigan state flipping over to Pitt. he's got a lot of family in the pittsburgh area uh, so I'm excited to see what he could do here. He used to play quarterback when he was up in New Jersey. Uh, somebody who uh, also had offers from North Carolina State, Boston College, Arizona, in addition to Michigan State. So Five, you got to like four, uh, a, a three, tight end that is, two, is, he's got some quarterback experience. One. Hopefully he can at least catch the ball. He's, that's, that's, let's hope. Uh, Kmar Mimes. Kai Wright, uh, current tight ends for the Pitt Panthers. I'm going to say I have no hope for them because why would I? This team can't get a tight end to catch the ball. Um, in, but they're, are they getting any love in camp right now? Is there any word about what they're doing? Well, uh, one, not those uh, particular individuals, but the coach did call out uh, tight end Lucas Kroll, Good. Uh, a, a transfer from Florida, and this is uh, certainly the only end with a lot of experience on on the roster, and this guy he could either, you know, he could really take this offense uh, to heights it hasn't seen in a while if he could if if he could just catch the ball, you know, and if he could get open and catch it, I think that could be absolutely huge. I mean, how many times last year did we have like, just so many drops from tight ends? You could go back into the archives and listen to some of our previous episodes oh. talking about, you know, uh, lackluster performances from tight ends. Uh, but <laughs> I want to listen to an old podcast to hear about how terrible pit tight ends were in 2019. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Now. The sad part is that, you know, during these, these times of quarantine where you gotta, you gotta manufacture your own entertainment and content. That's my, that might be something you gotta yeah, listen to. It's a thing to do. Uh also in camp, Dontavious Butler Jenkins, done with football due to injury. Rashad Wheeler, not Weaver, done with football, the fullback, um, big old fullback. Are those bi How big of a loss are those two, Vince? I mean, well, Wheeler, I mean, in terms of uh, run blocking and being a, being a, dri a bus driver. Well, yeah, he, I, I'm I'm a big fan of having a fullback, uh, and and Daniel Carter, uh, a redshirt freshman, he just played in a handful of games last year at the fullback position. I think that's really the only guy they got. 
But at the same time, they hardly used a fullback last year. So I'm not sure how, how big of a loss this is. Um, and then uh, Butler Jenkins, the receiver, uh, this guy, you know, very up and down in his career. It looked like he had a lot of talent. I know there's a lot of guys on, on the depth chart there. Uh, just could, just too much of a battle with injuries. But, Pam, I know you were really high on this particular player, and, and now we're not going to be able to see him anymore. Butler Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked him coming into pit, but – um, that's unfortunately the nature of the beast with, uh, with injuries there. Wheeler, um, you know, I know you're a big fan of the fullback Vince, but we didn't see the fullback used too no. much in Whipple's offense. So I feel like if they need a fullback, they can put a tight end back there occasionally, um, or just put up three, four tight ends on the line and, <laughs> and have everyone run behind. I don't him. know if you want in this offense, you want to put three or four tight ends. I don't, I'm, I'm, well, I have, stand there and take up space and have someone leap over. Them that sounds like a, a terrible idea. I'd, I'd rather just spread five wide and then just hand it or run it with Kenny. Kenny Pickett on the Johnny Unitas watch list, uh, by the way, who's looking good. Hair is, he's, he's still getting haircuts. Even in uh, which not a lot of people do these days, hair looking good, and uh, we got Israel Abataconda, the one we're all waiting for. Uh, I mean, waiting a whole nother uh, even to spring to see him run the ball, Vince. I don't know if I can. That's the one thing I'm going to be upset about most if they do postpone the season. Yeah, I, I'm really excited for this kid, and and with the the vast inconsistency of the running backs that that are returning from last year. Uh, this is really anybody's backfield, I think. Uh, you know, AJ Davis, you know, he got the bulk of the work, but I wouldn't say he was anything special. And then Vincent Davis, you know, he showed a lot of good flashes when he was in there, but it didn't get a whole lot of playing time. You know, maybe he didn't know all the plays, maybe he just struggled with pass blocking or, or something of that nature. Uh, did not get him on the field more, Pam. And, and Todd Sibley, a player that you really like, he kept getting hurt. Yeah, but I I do think Vincent Davis is is kind of the wild card that I'd like to see used more this year. Yeah, if, especially if he does not make a big jump, Alan, uh, you got to think Abadakonda is going to be able to yep. have every opportunity in the world to come in there and, and be the starter in the backfield. Oh yeah, I think he's definitely going to get a crack at it, and he's going to have to take advantage. I don't think you know he'll. We we've seen uh, how Whipple. With running backs, I don't think you get a you get a whole lot of leash, especially if you're uh, mm-hmm. a freshman. So you got to produce real quick to convince this guy. But I think what we've seen on tape and uh, flashes for you know on social media of Abanaconda, that guy looks like he's capable of some crazy, crazy splash plays. Uh, I have a question though. In as camp, which we never really know what's really going on in camp, but now especially it's on super lockdown. I can. Can Narduzzi and company try out even some crazy trick plays or some crazy new uh, formations or something totally bizarre and out of the ordinary for the Pitt Panthers since they know for certain nobody's watching? Well, you always always got to be worried about drones and so forth, you know, watching your practices. But I had imagined that they're, you know, they are going to probably have a little bit more liberty to – to really get out there and, and try some more stuff and maybe practice a little bit more that they don't have to worry about, you know, media watchers and oh my god, you know how I feel about the free press. It's a that's a whole. I could do a four hour podcast about how 
COVID is terrible for media and it's setting bad precedents. I, I, in the I agree. Media watchers, that's their job. I, how are you going to get this information? How are we going to get the information if I, someone lines up in a weird position without I agree. the media? You should want the media there as someone who consumes this information. I, I agree with you, but Coach doesn't feel that way. <laughs> that, that's all I'm going to say. I don't give a damn what Coach thinks. <laughs> So in camp, what what are you looking forward to the most? What are you hoping that comes from this camp the most, Pam? Um, who's for me? I think it's a kind of a newer question. Who's going to step up and fill Twineman's shoes? Is it going to be Danielson and Camp? I think those are your two immediate fill-ins. But who else is going to get some good reps there, and who else is going to shine? I think that's the biggest thing. And then the second thing for me is the skill position players on offense, specifically at the wide receiver position, who can take that next step? Those are the two big questions I want to see moving forward in camp. How about you, Vince? Well, I'm going to say, if you look at the offensive line, which was a big problem uh, at some at different times during the year, uh, assuming Carter Warren really takes a big step and is able to ankle, anchor that left tackle spot, I'm curious to see who's going to end up playing the right tackle position. It seems like everything else is somewhat solidified, uh, but there's going to be somebody stepping in there that hasn't doesn't really have a, a ton of, you know, on-field real game reps. And you know, getting as much protection for Kenny Pickett is going to be, you know, just one of the most important things to the success of the season. Uh, and I'll give another one on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, as much as we talked about this defensive line, uh, this defensive backfield uh, with the, you know, the, the corners that they have with with Mathis and Pinnock and, and how good that safety tandem is with, with uh, Hamlin and Ford, maybe one of the best safety tandems in the entire country. But, you know, as we saw last year, when one of those guys was out of the lineup, they weren't quite as strong, uh, you know. Guys, you know, especially with Hamlin and Ford, you know, missing some games and halves due to uh, uh, personal foul, helmet-to-helmet hits. Uh, the, the defensive backfield just wasn't as good. So I'm curious to see who the third corner is going to be, who the third safety is going to be. Uh, you know, there's some some tremendous athletes there. And, you know, uh, Coach Narduzzi, he knows what he's talking about when he's looking for his defensive backs. And he's got some guys – uh, kind of waiting in the wings. I'm very curious to see who those top two reserves are going to be. I think that's going to be one of the keys to this defense being as good as we think it can be. And I'm hoping in camp we see health and virus control for the love of God and maybe also hearing that Mark Whipple plans on abandoning use of tight ends altogether. That's what I'm hoping for. Camp underway. Watch those uh, social media gimmicks. Uh, for any, uh, I have not seen one. I haven't seen one picture from camp. I don't know if I'm looking hard enough, but I don't, I don't know. Think you're looking except, up. except for what, <laughs> except, except there's for what. Photos that, Pitt that has might put make out. you upset. Yeah, there's a yeah in terms yeah. of health and virus protocol. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen like their the the we working uh, promo videos <laughs> they're putting out and that stuff like that. Uh, let's see. Let's speak of social media gimmicks. Let's go online and uh, see what they're saying on the internet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But 
We're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. Okay. Let's see. On 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 social media, let's go to Twitter first on, on the Pitternet. Uh, Justin the Prez, Justin M. Pondexter, says, Pitt be kicking it. These kickers going to be good this year. I mean, he Justin's looking for multiple kickers here to be good this year, Vince. He's looking for Ke- Kessman and Chris Dulu. Uh, re- I haven't seen a lot of hype on social media about pit kickers, but someone's actually wow. tweeting about them. It's wow. interesting. Good. Do you good. think yeah, he's a- got to be a close personal friend of Alex Kessman? Then I got. I don't know him. about that. I, I, this, you know, uh, specifically, I'll, I'll talk about that Notre Dame game last year. Uh, there was some uh, some missed field goals in that game. Or am I thinking of two years? Two ago? years ago. Two years ago. Uh, you know, there was some missed field goals there that really uh, that you know were a problem and and, and led to losing that game. Yeah, kick, the kicking game is very important. There's no doubt about that. And both these kids are going to have to perform well, especially K- with an offense that may struggle. K Wagon on Pit Reddit says, "I on the uh, thread about Jalen Twyman opting out. I suddenly care a lot less about the season happening. Oh, that's sad. I mean, just yeah. because." Well, Pitt's a great next man up program, I feel. I mean, we saw last year with Rashad Weaver, Vince. I mean, this yeah. is a this is a great player. We're losing, but you know, if the season happens, you should you should care for the health, safety of the players and then winning, beating all the other yeah. ACC teams. Yeah, we were you know, a year ago at this time, we were talking about how we were, you know, we had a lot of questions about this defensive line specifically uh, the pass rush with Weaver uh, being out, but you know this was probably you know the best defensive line in a decade since two th- since that great pit defensive line of two thousand nine, Allen, and and yeah, they have potential D-line. even without even without Twyman, you know they have a potential to be that good, and, and I, I really hope that they do, and it, there's still a lot to be ex- excited about specifically on the defensive line, I think. And uh, finally, let's go to the Pitternet. Staying on Pit Reddit, which is always a lot of fun. Uh, this is on the thread about Jalen Hood Shafino decommitting from Pit Hoops. And uh, PLS King Meh said, we should just be paying recruits like the schools he's focusing on now. <laughs> but I, I haven't researched that situation enough. Uh, you know, hearing some. You know, people like Chris Peak at PantherLair.com, you know, he, he's made comments, you know, that, that Pitt's certainly not out of it yet. Uh, this, this was a kid that made a decision very early in the recruiting process, and, and it's way too early to to just, you know, count anybody out at this point. All right, that's the that's what's going on in the Pitternet. Remember, you can follow us at H2P Show if you want to get at us on the Pitternet, and uh, we'll uh, we'll gladly uh, read one of your comments on whatever you're talking about, Pit, wherever you're talking to Pit, right here on the Hell to Pit podcast. Uh, oh, I had a quick, I had a question. I think I asked, I asked on Pit Reddit, maybe like shortly after we went on hiatus. Is uh, Gabe Hoy related to Lori Hoy from WPXI? The, Could the, be. 
Yeah, that's not a common he, last he's name, from, is uh, it? Upper, he's from Upper St. Clair, I think. Or she's Bethel a, Park. One a, of those two. A great, house. a great local reporter. I don't know if she she never mentions I'm the mom of a, of a pit football player who might be the starting right tackle, Vince, that you mentioned earlier. Could be. Could be. Okay, real quick, uh, give us some happy news about recruiting. Tell everyone about how great Elliot Donald is. Well, we we uh, we talked about Jake Renda, which I was only given thirty seconds to talk about. You can you talk a little, about a little bit more Donald time. Yeah. Yeah. And Elliot Donald, you know, this is this is still a, a you know a few weeks old this news, but it's still just as good. And it's aging like a fine wine, I would say. Uh, you know, Elliot Donald, you know, Aaron Donald's nephew, he picked Pitt over. Uh, you know, scholarship offers from LSU, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, Wisconsin, probably a host others. Uh, how big of a commitment is this for Pitt? How, you know, how big is it for have, you know, a, a, a top 100 uh, player right in your backyard uh, coming to the Panthers? It's huge, and it wasn't a surprise when he committed. Um, I think there was a lot of speculation. I mean, I was there nervous. Was a lot of, there was a conspiracy theory. If you zoomed in on that football, that it was, turned out to be true. Yeah, it wasn't a conspiracy. Uh, yeah, true conspiracy. There's a lot of speculation. I guess when that football picture was posted last, I don't know. Time doesn't exist anymore. The pandemic a while ago. Um, I know people were still nervous because oh, Pitt, but um, this was excellent for the program like you said no matter when we talk about it's an anchor for the recruiting class it's someone you can build continue to build on that defensive side of the ball for and i think people like his uncle aaron donald have shown it doesn't necessarily it's a good school to go to to get your name known and make it to the pros it's a good pipeline they prepare you well absolutely especially at that position in the most in the recent past so uh, you know that it wouldn't i'm just so happy he didn't go to lsu that i would have i had i have too many lsu people i know who would have been giving me all all kind of hell um and yeah i was very i I probably was more nervous than anybody but vince you were pretty you were pretty certain the whole time i felt like i i was fairly certain but you know anytime you get a, a a big time local kid that's you know, waiting this long to make an announcement, it does, it does, uh, and it, it does have you a little nervous. Uh, and how than, great than is normally this? Normally, you would. And how great is this? He, he's, he's not there yet. So, we, we get, we don't have to worry about a wasted year because of the pandemic for Elliot Donald, most likely, Pan, most likely. Right. Exactly. Which is a beautiful thing. That's at. That's that's. A lining in the sky. That's it's a beautiful thing to talk about. That Elliot Donald will should have a full four years at Pitt playing real seasons. This season, we don't know if it'll happen. I want it to happen as long as it's safe and not a disaster. We'll see what happens. God, can you imagine though? I don't want the Big Ten having one up on the ACC saying, you know, you should have done what we did in the. That would be one of the early stages of hell, Pam. If the Big Ten has that over the ACC, I can't. I don't want to live in that world. So we'll wait and That's see. That's a what world happens. we don't want to be a part of. No, no, not at all. Um, I live in this world here in Western Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and around town. That Elliot Donald signing, uh, you know, people couldn't go to bars to talk to each other about it, Vince. But uh, I, I was standing. I, I heard some people. 
standing at uh, in the par- in the parking lot waiting because I don't go in the stores, but you know, my supposed to be wife goes and she'll go into a store. But I was sitting in my car, and I'm hearing two old guys sitting in their cars waiting for their wives in the store talking about Elliot Donald. That's the kind of thing that's going on in this town right now. Yeah, a lot of people talking about him. Uh, I, I I'm just so excited. For this kid and it's so great whenever you know it's a local guy too because you know the story's already getting written and and i feel like that makes the, you know the local people you know the, the the citizens of the city of pittsburgh just that much more excited for a yes yes they are so now without further ado let's see what they're saying about this big signing around town in this different climate people still get together socially distant distantly distantly Social distantly, Pam? I don't know. I don't know. I forgot English in quarantine. I think you're, the latter was right. Social uh, distantly. Social distantly. Let's find out Maybe? what the answer is. I guess. I don't know. Another Saturday coming and the Panthers are playing. Trying to find out what the answers are saying. You should pick on Aaron Donald. That's it. What? Take your mask off, you jagoff. You're 12 feet away from me. You see Pitt got Aaron Donald's nephew. Oh, yeah, I seen it. My buddy Don Woolley said he heard from this guy down south side that that Johnson kid's better than him, though. Uh, get out of town. There ain't no way some kid from West Mifflin is going to be better than some kid from Central. Uh, who cares, you jagoff? They're both going to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. What the answers are saying. So that's what the Yinzers are saying. Everybody is hyped, especially that hype video he posted for, for Elliot Donald coming to Pitt next year. I, I cannot be more excited. I can't, I'm just so hyped for this defensive line. You know, even without Twyman, I'm really excited for what this defensive line can do. And next year, it's only going to be keep getting better and better, bringing in more of these uh, big time uh, high school players uh, that are going to grow into finely tuned athletic machines. Yeah, and hopefully this year that D-line gets two cracks at Notre Dame. That's what I'm hoping for most, Pam. <laughs> two Notre Dame games. Well, Give what me if, a double uh, dose. Well, what if they play Notre Dame in the first non-conference game? That doesn't count. Yeah. And then, and then, they, play, then they play Notre Dame in the regular season, then they play him again in the uh, ACC championship game. I'd be down for that or just make the preseason games. Don't make them count. Let it let get a feel for it. That would probably be really irresponsible, though. Right, Pam? That's unnecessary human contact in an age. Exactly. Yeah, I guess not. Damn it. Uh, They'll probably just not have those those weeks played. We'll see what happens with it. We'll be talking about it. We're back, baby, for now. But uh, anything left to to say, Pam, uh, as we get out of here? Our first episode back in a long ass time. Yeah, we'll see how long we're actually back for, but it's good to be back for now and hail to Pitt. Yeah, hopefully everybody could stay safe and we could keep talking Pitt. Wear a mask. Hail to Pitt. Wear your damn mask and hail to Pitt.